this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to the award-winning Interest in Health and Safety podcast, making health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. And now your host, health and safety specialist, mentor and speaker, Colin Nottage. Hey, um, James, Phil, Phil, thank you so much for, for joining us on the podcast today. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, um, um, I... Um, I'm really interested in finding out about the uh, the Irish Future Leaders Program, and um, you know, and I really appreciate you coming on and having a having a chat with us. So, um, I mean, um, let's let's start with you, Phil. You know, can you give us a bit of an insight into you know into into what you you know what it, what it's about? You know, what, it, what okay. Um, so, Future Leaders is uh, is a group that's been established by um, Iosh. It's in its second year now, um, and it's there to help people who are starting out in their health and safety careers to help provide them with further advice, guidance, information to help them grow into their health and safety roles and looking at future roles and things like that and help them in starting out on their health and safety journey, really. So for us as um, as a team, we're doing things like webinars and, and meetings and putting things in place so people can access that information and start to understand how they can develop softer skills or decide which route to go down with certification those sorts of things and just to give them some information from people who have been in the industry a bit longer to help them understand what challenges they might face and how to be a bit more prepared for things that when we first started out we might not have had that information there in the first place okay Jane, i mean Wait, James, were you? Is it is it something that you get invited onto then, or can you apply to go onto it? How do you um, how do you become part of it? You you apply. Um, so, what, I, I mean, I'll run you through how I kind of come across it. Literally, just got tagged on LinkedIn um, by a load of people saying you should have a look at this, uh, and that was it really. So the IOS kind of put out uh, a form in which you fill out, you answer a few questions, kind of like uh why do you want to be on it what can you bring uh and you 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 have to fit into a criteria uh so i might i may have got this wrong but i think you have to be at least one of these you have to be a student member phil if i get this wrong you're better at this stuff than i am you have to be under 30 so i'm i I would never be able to do this again because i turned 30 in december um which which i've already informed everybody of and i'm manically depressed about can I just say, James, you don't you, you don't look thirty, mate. I look forty. Don't worry. You, you used to. You used to. <laughs> I think. You, I think if I remember, James, I think it's thirty-five. Or, oh, is it? Or, oh, or, oh, so I think. I think we're both okay for a couple, a few more years, but. Oh, all right. Not not much more. Oh, okay. I thought it was thirty. That's good then. Um, and then there, there are two other criteria. I think you have to be in in safety for less than a certain amount of years, and there's something else I can't remember. Um, so you have to fit. Basically, you have to be a young professional. You have to be you have to be young or fr- and fresh in your career, essentially. Um, so and and it's 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 great because you get such a diverse little group even within that short criteria. You know, I I be I think Phil and I have been in safety for a, a long time. Uh, and then you've got like Chloe, who's probably the, I think the youngest of the group and and quite fresh, but just unbelievably intelligent. And, and comes from like a occupation uh, a health background as opposed to a health and safety background so yeah. it's just 
yeah, it's a great little little criteria. But long and short to your question, you, you I put a form out as long as you fit the criteria, you fill out the form. That IOSH, they then go through that and they select um, they they select from that who who they who they want. Okay, so how many how many of you are there in the uh, in the group then? Phil, Rob, me. I think there's ten of us in total. Chloe, Jason, Liam. Okay. Yeah, there's around about eight, eight to ten of us in total. Okay, and so, and so, do you guys? I mean, is, is there like a, you know, sort of an agenda or or, or something that you, you sort of follow when you get together? I mean, how how often do you meet? We meet once a month. Right. Um. And we go through what we want to do as a as a group. So over the last few months, we've been trying to establish exactly what it is we want to achieve as a group, which is, as I said at the beginning, that that support and information for those starting out in their early um, careers. We look at what webinars we're doing. So at the moment, some of, some of us are doing webinars on a monthly basis. So that will normally be a couple of us out of the 10. So we're not all on the same webinar all at the same time. Um, the first webinar we did, we were a majority of us on together, um, but then we now do a webinar each month with a couple of us from each group. So there's one every month we've done. October's, November's, I believe, was early last week, and then December's is just being planned now. And then as part of what they did last year, we do an annual conference, which is normally a big one-day or two-day event lots of different speakers and, and talkers on different things such as soft skills or um, which qualification to choose, advice and guidance from hiring managers, those sorts of things. So at the moment we're looking at how we can possibly do that in the current situation that we've got. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking at different options with regards to conferencing packages um, and to try and keep as much as possible. I think it's one thing, and I'm, I'm sure James will agree, that we wanted to focus on was that engagement in that conference. You know, just to put a load of webinars on on the same day is, is a simple thing to make sure people can feed information into that, ask questions and really get involved as if it was an actual physical conference. So we are looking at different conference packages to try and do that, depending on obviously what happens from a, from a COVID perspective. Mm. I think James, um, you know, one of the, you know, you, you kindly invited us onto a, a glass and glazing federation sort of webinar, and and having that, um, having that 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 sort of forum of a of, of some some uh, a panel that you were asking questions. There was loads and loads of engagement there. You know, I think it was a really that was really successful. Is that is it those those sort of ideas that you're sort of thinking about? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think I think we were I think the kind of group that we've got. Um, is, is is kind of what well, it's, it's a really impressive little group if I'm if I'm honest in 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 the kind of steering group and I, and I think we're all very keen on bringing something fresh and new and and, and we all we're all quite very uh, kind of value driven like does this actually bring some value what are we trying to achieve from this and does this deliver it um, so I think a lot of the time when we do these webinars and we do we're trying to think of something a little bit different. We're trying to think of something that attracts our audience in, uh, you know, from that future leader point of view, but also bridges the gap between the younger and the older parts of the profession as well. So, yeah, I mean, you know me, Colin, very well. Like, I'm a massive fan of a relaxed discussion panel uh, as opposed to a keynote. I think you get a lot more out of it. Personally, just my my position on it. 
Uh, I think Q and A's are, you know, uh, underrated. I think, you know, that's that's where you get the real value to ask those questions that you need. So, yeah. and I think a lot of us agree on that. And and we've discussed a whole range of things. You know, potentially not hearing from from safety professionals and hearing. Yeah business leaders, CEOs and things like that, the people that are potentially going to employ the people that come to the, these events and, and and finding out what business leaders want, because then they're our customers, they're our internal customers. So, you know, it, we, it's, it's all within the pipeline. Um, and, we, um, you know, every idea is is being thrown on, on the floor and we hash it out and we work out what's going to work and what's not, um, what IOSH like, what we like, you know, and vice versa. And, and and I think that's kind of the fun bit about it. It's getting that kind of cognitive diversity and we all just hash it out and hopefully deliver a good event. Obviously, we have the very unfortunate challenge of doing this digitally. Uh, I think we, we fought tooth and nail to try and hold off as long as we could uh, to get to get, you know, a face to face event. But unfortunately, I think we're going to have to go digital. Um, but nonetheless, as Phil said, we find the right platform um and we get we get good level of networking i think it'd be a great little event that sounds 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 really really fascinating oh yeah i'm i'm reading a book at the moment called dream teams and um um and it and it talks in there about uh, you know when you say about coming up with these ideas and um you know if, if you put every idea you possibly can even even really really outrageously bad ideas just by putting those outrageously bad ideas down makes people actually come up with better ideas you know and i think that's so it's great to hear the way that you're doing that you know you're just uh you know you're just chucking chucking everything in the pot and and then and then ultimately some really good some really good things will come out of it you know so um that's that's good so again your audience then who you know is the audience young people or or is the audience going to be health and safety professionals per se right across the board for me, I think this is this is the difficulty. And I know we spoke about it earlier and James sort of outlined what what the IOSH is classing as a future leader. So, you know, 35 and under five, less than five years in, in health and safety and or a an, an student member of IOSH. But the difficulty is that's what the class is a future leader, which is fine. But it, we need everybody's involvement within the industry because it, it's the group is there to help support those that are new and the best people to help support those that are new are those that have done it before so we have set up a, a linkedin page as a group and i would encourage everybody to to join that group because it's not just the young people that are new to it sharing ideas with each other we want to share ideas with each with everybody from all ages all industries um, and all sectors to help to help us all understand and get better at what we do um so those that have done it before are some of the best people to help with that so i would encourage everybody to get involved with it and to get into the group that's why i struggle with it when we say these are the future leaders but we can't we can't be future leaders on our own everybody's got to help and get involved so the actual conference could argue is targeted at, at those people that are future leaders but it will be open to everybody and anybody who wishes to get involved is more than welcome to attend and get involved what is um what is the the the, the name of the group then the linkedin group it's called the iosh future leaders, leaders. yeah i think i'm on it now uh yeah iosh future leaders community group okay right you are. okay so people um 
Colin, you can put it in the description. Hey? I'll send yeah. you a link and you can put it in your show notes. There we go, mate. We'll get it. We'll get it in there and then uh, <laughs> get that to, get that out. I know there's something. Is that something that the people who do the editing of podcasts sort out for you? Is it? That's just people that do their own work, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think um I think to, to Phil's point, I think um yeah, the audience obviously is young future leaders. Uh, and I think I, I think there is a value. I think I think what what for me what, what this does is is and what, what I'm trying to get from this is to communicate that just because you are young and maybe fresh in the career or new in the career, it doesn't mean you bring nothing to to the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think I mean you know me, Colin. I'm I'm huge on that cognitive diversity thing. You know that that a room of young, old, you know ethnic minorities, you know sexuality, gender, everything, all of that brings different perspectives and different ideas. And I think and and, and this is not obviously Iosh's position. This is my personal position on it. Um, I think for for too long have have the younger parts of our profession been looked down upon as you know we, we're not really going to take much from them until they're chartered members uh, or or they're of a certain age and I think what this future leaders does and and the, and the position that Phil's coming from that just because you you don't necessarily fit into that that scope sorry I don't mean I'm I'm not talking for Phil I'm just kind of reiterating yeah, well, kind of his point um like we, we we it's not we don't aim or i don't think we're aiming to build a community where it's just us young people talking mm-hmm. about safety and we don't want to hear from the old people of the profession it's a it's a way for us to say we've got something to bring to the party and we want you to come with us and we want to help you and to discuss together because there are things that experience brings that's undeniable there are things that all of those years and qualifications bring that is undeniable but there are also things that youth bring there are people who are chartered unbelievably experienced professionals that have no idea how to utilize social media the way that generations younger than i understand absolutely amazingly like how can you get a safety message on tiktok mm-hmm. even yeah. i don't know how you're going to do that and I live on social media, but the generations below me, the next future leaders, will be able to utilise that. And I think that is the beauty of this for me. We're, we're giving these young people a space now, a community to to stand up and, and say we can help. Uh, not we are better. We can help make this because ultimately, Colin, we're trying to stop people getting hurt at work. Yeah. I need to hear from more and more people. Uh, and that's my 10 pence worth. I'll get off my soapbox now and let, let other people talk. Um, but yeah, I'm quite passionate about it. You're, you're not on a soapbox, you're on a social media platform. That's what you're standing on, mate. So. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I really agree with you there. I think it's, um, you know, I, I, I've got uh, uh, children who are, you know, in their teens and their early 20s and, and they just communicate so differently to, to tr- how I traditionally communicated you know and, and it's and it is so important to to be able to interact with people using using so many different medium you know and uh, you know so so it's really it's really great to, to hear that you're um you know you're, you're doing you're doing that what um how long how long do you guys are, are on in the group for then how long how long how long do you, how long do you your, your period the group is currently set for for a year um officially the group 
hasn't set out its its, its membership structure really, and and it's it's another part of what we're looking at at the moment. Um, I have my own feelings about how long people should be on the, the panel for. I think um, last year's panel was a was a good group, and then obviously they've all left all at the same time, and we're a brand new group. And I Ooh. think for me, I think either that needs to be extended, or maybe. There are, you know, so many that drop out and new people come in, but there's still some from the previous year. Because I think for us to, this group to last and to set a, a time period of, you know, what it wants to achieve in the next three, four, five years, the fact that the whole group sort of disappears and then a brand new group comes in, I don't think is, for me is, is the right way to do it. It's not working effectively. So I think maybe, in my opinion, something like half of the group might decide they don't want to do it anymore. And some new ones come in. And I think at the moment, we need to really look at how we're going to long term plan as a group, what what this group really wants to achieve for, for the, the people of this group. Yeah, I, I would kind of second that. I think, I think Phil was one of the first people to kind of bring that up and question that point. I think a year is is not long enough to, to make to have impact. Um, yeah. and, and I think we as a group are. Look, look, we, we, what, what we have to, there's kind of a caveat to this, Colin. What we have to understand is this is only the second term of this group. Yeah. So regardless of whatever kind of it happens in the future, you know, IOSH are learning how this should work from from the get go. You know, it was only the first year that they did it was last year, um, and and they they did the big event, and it was. You know, widely regarded as one of the best events, you know, of the year last year that IOSH did. I think they said the uh, the attendance of it was outstanding. Um, and we take all that feedback and we'll put that into the next event. But I think myself, Philip, and and I, and I don't want to speak for the rest of the group or Philip, but I think a lot of us are very much like we we want to do those events, we want to do webinars, but we we want to instigate change as well. We want to have a a lasting impact. I think all of us want to turn around in a few years time and look back at something that has stayed that we implemented from from future leaders that helps people that 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 does maybe provide the support that I felt I never had when I came to 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 the to the profession or something like that and I think to to have that type of change a year is not enough um and I think to to Phil's point the the problem you have is is people have different ideas so we're quite a like-minded group. So we all seem to, you know, don't get me wrong, we have comfortable dissenting opinions, 100%, and it's a great group, but we're all like-minded. And the next group could be completely different. So we might start, it's like having, you know, a Tory government one year and a Labour government the next year, you'd never get anything done. Um, you, so so the term needs to be a bit longer. I love Phil's idea of, of having a mandatory first year and an optional second um, so people can drop off I think that's a great idea or even longer because then it enables us to mix the groups and so on and so forth but I think for us to have change we come up with an idea you know it's probably take you a couple months to come up with an idea work out a couple months of how you're going to implement it and then a couple more months of maybe how do we actually plan to make this sustainable get feedback whatever you're at the end of your term before you've even started yeah. and then first case yeah. scenario the next group in and go oh we don't like that we're gonna we're gonna do something else and that's their prerogative they're allowed to do that but i think for, for us to have a real impact i do believe that i think our term needs to be longer um mm. 
do I want to yeah. do it for more than one year? I'm not sure. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. But um, but yeah, I do. I think it's a very good point by Phil there. Well, I think I think as well. I mean, you know, just my my experience. I'm I'm on a couple of uh, um, you know, work with a couple of charities, and um, you know, and and you need you need to have that that the consistency um, in 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 the board or whatever it may be. But but also you need to keep it fresh, so you need that churn. Yeah. And, you know, and so you know, I'm just I, I'm just sitting on the outside here. But you know, if it if it was a year, if your term was a year, then really what you want to do is you want to have you want to have somebody leaving every month and somebody joining almost. You know, you know, on a rotate. You know, just so there's always there's always eleven people that have been there for at least a, for at least a month. You know, what I mean, but I think longer than a year is is probably what you need. You know, a couple, yeah, couple of years. Certainly every, every couple of months. But anyway, I'll leave that to you guys. Sorry, yeah. Phil. No, I think you're totally right. Dropping everybody out at the same time is is probably the worst thing that the group has done because they had ideas and, and we've come in and I'm not saying we've we've disregarded their ideas. There were some good ideas, but there were things that they probably wanted to do that we said actually that's not something we're gonna do. And to be fair, I just don't want that to happen next year. We've you know, we've spent a few months planning for the year. And if we don't get something done, it probably it might not be picked up next time. Mm-hmm. So I think having that that membership that changes ever so slightly, mm-hmm. so you've still got some old guard, so to speak, and some fresh new coming in. Um, and for us, my opinion is we really need to look at even longer term planning. What are we planning to achieve in the next three, four, five years? You know, what's yeah. our overall big aim to achieve? I think that's what needs to come next. So what I mean, you know, if, if if you were able to, then you know, what sort of things would you be thinking about then, as the, as the longer term aims of the uh, of a group like this? I think one thing we've talked about as our group, and I think it's something we we're discussing with IOSH and would like to look at. And I know James is passionate about this as well, but as I say, I'll let him talk about it in his own words. That um, one aspect that we're all quite passionate about and would like to really get involved with is getting people into the industry as a first choice career um you know we all know that you know a lot of people normally don't choose health and safety as a first time career a lot of people do it sometimes as something that gets added on to another job and they you know they fall into it they pick up a nebosh or a or a certificate and then they move into it um but i think from us as as the group we're all passionate about health and safety it's been a very good industry to us all and we do like to shout about it as, as a as a really good industry to work in. So we want to, I think, focus on how do we get people to choose it as their first choice career? Who chooses it? You know, how can we get somebody at 16 to say, actually, you know, you don't have to go and do your levels. You don't have to go to university. There are other routes and different things. And have you ever thought about health and safety as an industry? I think for me, that's something we should look at. Mm. No, I mean, I, what do you think, James? I want to insert a clip here, Colin, that says "warning, rant coming." <laughs> warning, rant coming. Um, I, 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 as Philip will understand, will already know because he's kind of privy to my rants on a on a monthly basis. It for me, Colin, we we it's not a factor. Is this is a nice thing to do, uh, and it would be nice to get new people in. We need new people 
in yeah. this career what like 100 if anyone that listens to my podcast sorry shameless plug uh anyone listens to my podcast rebounding safety don't forget to subscribe we're better than the interest in safety podcast um <laughs> you can um i took about remember, I have control of the edit just remember that <laughs> <laughs> I um I talk about this you, all you the say, time. You didn't say award-winning interest in health and safety podcast. Sorry, mate. But anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're ruining my rant now. You're ruining my rant. Sorry, Back on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I talk about this all the time, and I, I'm terrible at remembering stats and stuff like that. So I probably get this wrong, and I always my 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 go-to number is seventy percent. But it definitely was somewhere between seventy and eighty percent of our profession are going to retire in five years. Now, both of you know me quite well now, and I talk about this all the bloody time. Yeah. In five years, we're going to lose 70 to 80 percent of our profession. Right. In theory, obviously, you know, in actuality, that probably won't happen like that. But if that happens, what happens then? Right. And, and then let's park that for one second. Let's just let's assume that's not a situation. The next thing is the lack of diversity in our profession is disappointing to say the least mm -hmm. it, it is it's it's shockingly disappointing and now anyone that listens to me saying that might think oh you know we just need yeah it's a nice thing to do no, no it's not a nice thing to do it is the best thing we can do to actually innovate you know colin you've read the same book i have and i go on about it all the time in, in uh, matthew syad's rebel ideas yeah. that where there's diversity there's innovation where yeah. people from different backgrounds are talking all the time engaging with each other challenging each other uh, and, and coming up with solutions that is where we we innovate and that frankly is what we need now what i would like to, to see us do I'd like us to see attack like multiple attacks of, of different areas of entry to our profession, school and college level, people that don't want to go to university, people that don't want to continue in education and can come and do a entry level health and safety apprenticeship. We need to be singing from the rooftops about that. Yeah. Then post-grad. Uh, apprenticeship postgrad pregrad yeah postgrad uh, apprenticeships as well people that have done psychology degrees sociology degrees like chloe on our group who he did a, a degree in 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 health um and now come over to to health and safety you know and she brings a perspective that none of us would have thought of um and and there's so many different entry points and historically our entry point has has always been i'm an engineer for 10 years and then i go and join safety and that's great what everything I'm saying is not uh, is not against those traditional entry levels. We need them as well. Yeah. But frankly, just having them is not enough. So mm -hmm. for me, I'd like to see us at universities shouting from the rooftops. We need you. We need different ways of thinking. I'd like to see us at colleges. But well, we're not going to do that until we change the way people think about those mm -hmm. three words: health and safety. Mm -hmm. And if we nail that in that we, we, we show people that this is much more than your checkboard charlies this is much more than your checklists this is about human factors it's about psychology it's about sociology it's about engineering it's about lawyering you know it is a phenomenal career i'm probably preaching to the choir for your audience colin but you know one day we're an engineer the next day we're a lawyer the next day we're a bloody psychologist um and sometimes that's really hard but you know there's kids out there that would love a career like this and they don't even know 
that this exists. I never knew. I remember that recruitment agents ringing me up saying, James, you need a job, don't you? Yes, I do. I desperately need a job. Right. We've got this job, quality, environment, health and safety assistant, a manufacturing plant. Do you want it? I remember my response to this day. What is that? Mm, that's right. And look at me now. Yeah, what is <laughs> what that? What decision I ever made. <laughs> But I think you know, you know, what's, what I find really fascinating is 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 if you look at um if you look at COVID and and you look at how as a society again I'm not I'm not knocking society or anything like that but as a society we 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 went out on a Thursday and we applauded the nurses and the people you know for um you know for everything for the amazing stuff that they did but if you actually think about what has got what has got business back going again you know what has got our what has got our industries working again. It's been it's been the health and safety profession. It's been going in and coming up with ways of actually getting workplaces safe for people to go back into. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. We aren't in any way, shape or form congratulating or saying well done to the profession for, for achieving something, you know, something as amazing as, 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 as has happened. And, yeah. you know, why, why do you why, why do you guys think that is? There always has been that problem. Where I where I used to work, I used to sit opposite the IT department, um, and we used to have a little injo really that we both had the same thing. Nobody comes to you as health and safety and says, you know, well done guys. Nobody got injured today, nobody died today. And nobody goes to IT and says, oh, the Wi-Fi didn't collapse today. They only come to you when somebody's injured or the Wi-Fi drops out. Right. And that and that's it, you could argue sometimes a little bit of the thankless side of it, but. I think now with what's going on with COVID, health and safety has really took a forefront. Um, people have really got interested in, especially the health side of things, obviously, um, with regards to COVID and how we control it. And we've spoke about this in our meetings and, and other people have been shouting from the rooftops as well. It is a massive opportunity for us to continue to build on the momentum that we have shown as an industry with regards to health and safety about getting other people aware and involved in it um, and getting them on board. You know, one of our biggest struggles as, a, as an industry is getting people to understand their health and safety and to look after themselves and each other. And COVID has been a massive help for us to show them, look, here's a massive hazard that we've got. This is how we're controlling it. And people start to get into that mindset a bit more now. Um, I think just to reiterate the fact that James was talking about earlier, the the IOSH magazine for November this this month is a, is a magazine that we've um, taken over and there's a lot of information in that about what we've done there's a there's a page in there infographic page and a couple of stats like James was talking about earlier the two big stats in there for me was 70 percent 80 percent sorry of health and safety professionals are over the age of 40. that's a big stat to be to be aware of the the, the bad stat is the gender gap is that there's only 20 percent people in the industry that are female there are some big things there that we can change. And as James said earlier, the diversity of our industry could be better. And I think it will bring that innovation along with it. And, and it's something we should really strive to achieve. Yeah, I, I think to, to your question, Colin, I think uh, turn to Phil's point, I've had those exact same conversations. Why? But, yeah, I think we're, we're how, how do I say this? I think majority not the majority i think there is a large proportion of safety in in the world which is not done in the way in which safety should be done um 
a lot of people talk about safety as an enabler, it's not a disabler, but it's not been done like that. So we're our own worst nightmares. Uh, why I wouldn't go to, if I'm desperate to go to work, get, get us back to work, for example, off the back of COVID, and every time I talk into my safety professional, it's just negativity and problems, 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 I wouldn't go to them. I would actively avoid them because I don't need more problems. I'm trying to deal with a global pandemic, for God's sake. So I think it, it, we need to be the change we want to see. Um, and if we want to see people coming to us, we need to give them uh, reasons to come to us. Um, you know, when people um, talk to, like I say, we on the group are very like-minded and, and a lot of us refer to our profession as facilitators. We're not expert, we're facilitators. Um, and I think about my experiences within COVID and I think about why are we not talking to safety professionals? Um, and why are we not seeing safety professionals on BBC News, for God's sake? And I think a lot of it is because of this perception of what we do. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think historically, we've positioned ourselves as experts. And I think that shot us in the foot. Uh, I think historically, we've been positioned as engineering kind of experts, people that interpret the law. But actually, I don't think that's what we are. And this is, again, just my personal opinion. What we are damn good at is, is interpret, interpreting expert advice, legislation, guidance, or even physical, you know, verbal expert advice from a healthcare expert or an engineer or whatever, taking that, looking at the, the reality of operational situations and seeing how the two come together. Mm -hmm. So, so we're, not, we're not experts in any way. We are, how does this work with this? And how do we fit that together? So how do we maintain social distancing? How do we increase ventilation, so on and so forth, and still deliver what we need to do? And I think until we as a profession, which I think is increasing, but until we as a profession change our mindset into we, it's not safety first, it's, it's business first, because if we didn't do business first, well, we, we'd be out of business. The yeah. only business in the UK that should be safety first is a HSE maybe IOSH, but that's about it. Everyone else is business first and its safety is close behind that or in conjunction with it, depending on how you want to argue about the semantics. But we need to be an enabler to make business. Don't get me wrong. There is a point where we as a profession need to turn around and say, stop, that's too far or too dangerous. And that's, that's what we need to do. But we've never been taught like that, Colin. Mm. That's, that's the answer to your question. We're going an identity crisis you know how we're being educated how we 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 uh, work as a profession is completely changing i think anyway we're, we're, we're completely shifting from that traditional engineering kind of approach to now a much more softer approach much more soft skills um a kind of facilitative approach um when, when you think about it like that i think that's our problem is we're dealing with uh, maybe a miss conception of what safety was it was interesting that as part of the the the, the stuff that, that phil's talking about we taken over the magazine we also did some interviews and me liam and jason interviewed john lacey who was working in safety when it was a factories act you know so this guy's a you know original gangster he's he's been there since the day dot um and the stuff he's talking about colin it's a
this so-called safety two would talk about or, or or new view this so-called new way of looking at safety he, some stuff he, he he said i don't think fits into that however a majority of stuff he said was exactly that like we're here to partner the workforce it's not safety first we're here to we to to make stuff work as safe as possible so somewhere along the line we lost our way i think personally i think we lost our way we got too restrictive uh, we we became a police force essentially um mm, and, yeah. and we're not going to proactively engage with the police because there's that fear aspect when we change and become partners and enablers how get to get back to work like we've like we've been able to do at covid that's when the answer to your question will be staring us right in the face mm. no, no that's good that's good what about you phil i mean you um <laughs> with respect to the magazine then um you know what? What sort of what? What are you going to free reign with the what you could do in the magazine? How did it How did it work? We decided that we came up with the idea that we wanted to take a take a magazine for the month and and put our stamp on it as future leaders, just to give a bit of a different view to to what we normally see in the magazine and to show things that that we want to do. Introduce ourselves. There's a lot of pa- there's a fair few pages. For each of us to talk about who we are what we do and what we enjoy about the industry but what we've tried to do is to give a bit of a, a future leader's perspective on things so um james i know interviewed some people from from the industry and asked some really poignant questions i was able to put some questions to uh dr andrew sharman who's was the past president for iosh um and we were trying to do it to ask those questions that somebody who was a future leader might ask, you know, what, what's your best lesson from, from your experience? What would you, what advice would you give to somebody who's new into the industry? You know, how would you advise somebody to deal with somebody on a, on a business board that is difficult to deal with? You know, maybe it's that age issue that sometimes is there. So we've tried to put those spins and perspectives on things um, to, to show, and address it to a to maybe that 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 group of people but i encourage everybody to read it um there are some great ideas in there from a range of of people who fit into that future leader community um and any feedback on it from anybody is is more than more than appreciated i mean i think you know i've seen lots of um lots of little articles and messages and stuff like that on linkedin from people just commenting about some of the articles that are in there so it's uh you know, it's definitely it's definitely getting some debate, which is uh, which is great and positive. You know, positive stuff. You know, and I just I just I, I and I, thought, I suppose in a way I'm really I'm really encouraged um, in a way that uh, that a I should actually set up this this group in the first place. You know, and then and then giving you giving you opportunities to um to start to influence because that's that's what you want really, isn't it? You want to be able to to influence the way that. Uh, the way that the, the IOSH and the way, the way that the profession moves, um, you know, moves forward. Yeah, I think it comes back to what James said. We we have, in its in its smallest sense, we have had a bit of an identity crisis, and we really want to try and change it and and talk about how we are, as as James said, facilitators and and the different things that we do day to day. We aren't, as he said, those clipboard Charlies, so to speak, um, and how health and safety i think from my perspective nowadays is is as you said business first you know it's that collaboration with other departments where as 
you know, in the past, it may have been perceived as as a department that was there as part of a business, but they, you know, they came along and said, no, you can't do this, you know, you can't do that. Nowadays, we're trying to change it to such a collaborative way of working and saying, yes, we can do this, or if we do it slightly differently, yes, we'll be able to do it this way. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what we're aiming to achieve and trying to get that message out there. And I think the difficulty with it, as, as everybody knows in, in our industry, that you have to try and win people over one person at a time. And sometimes if that person in their previous role from another job or you as a new advisor in a business has had a bad experience with somebody from the a health and safety position, it's difficult to try and break that and give them the positive image back. So it's it's difficult and it's hard, but that's what we try to do and try and get people on board. Mm. Do you um I mean, do you have any any marketing expertise within the group? We 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 have uh three IOSH so we, we have access to IOSH essentially. So we have an IOSH rep that that kind of uh, supports us and you know, to be honest, probably keeps us all on track. Um, Louise, she she does a great job of of controlling a very bunch of passionate um, young professionals, um, and and she works very closely with two other members of IOSH. And then everything that we kind of you know blurt out crazy to non crazy ideas or whatever. Um, she kind of has that massive challenge of taking that to IOSH, translating it into English and reality, and and then from there that IOSH will will market it with their marketing or social media team or or, or anyone of their 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 kind of um, resources. So so in essence, Colin, yeah, yeah we do. Um, we we have access to IOSH essentially. They you know they they want this to work. It's their scheme. Um, and, and we're just there to to kind of to well to be the face of of the future leaders. Like when when people message me about it, you know, or what can I do, and, and or they want to know more information about the future leaders. What what us on the steering group are is just a conduit of communication from yeah. from the the wider community of young professionals. So you know, you, you need to talk to us, you need to engage with us, you need to get your ass on the, the LinkedIn group and have conversations. There's a forum as well. You can go on there and have probably more in-depth conversations on there if need be um, and engage so that we can know. But in answer to your question, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that was some, I can remember um, uh, many months ago, I, I interviewed um, John Green and uh, and one of the things that he said, one of the first appointments that he made in his business was a was a market, somebody in marketing, you know, not a health and safety professional, because it was so important to get that message out there. And I was just wondering how you, you know, how you how you as a team were going to get your message out. So it's great. It's great to have access to that resource. I suppose as long as stuff doesn't get censored when it gets put into the, uh, you know, put into the business, you know, and you are, you know. As well, what we're lucky to have is that pretty much everybody in that steering group has has quite a good following. I mean, you look at Robert Dukes, the guy's a marketing genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a networking genius, and it's a shame he couldn't make it on this call today. So I think that there's there's work that we do individually. Uh, you know, Philip's always sharing stuff on on LinkedIn, and we we kind of build our own following and promote that. But you know, I I spoke to John Green myself, and and I think. To, to John's point and to your point, and Colin, we've spoke about this before. Uh, I think marketing is a is a a skill that we in safety are not very good at. We have lost 
some are naturally good at it, but communicating a message and and marketing that me message and packaging it into a way that people like it, understand it, get it, can work with it, etc., is something we're not very good at. Um, and I think that is a very, very good point. And I do think we as a group of I think personally quite good at it. I know Jason's very popular in his part of the world uh, on on social media, and he does a hell of a lot of work face to face and and on social media. Like I say, Robert Jukes is an absolute bloody networking genius. Um, mm. and, uh, go on. Yeah. I think for me, and I don't know your guys' experience prior to obviously health and safety, but I think I've never really known an industry like it with regards to us trying to work together as people and to share best practice i think over the short period that we've been doing this as a group the amount of people that have connected to me or sent connections or want to connect want to find out more is there and it's it's been very easy to tap into the, the people are there they want to share best practice they want to communicate to each other they want to understand how to be better and share it with everybody else and i think that the linkedin group will be a big thing for that and i think the appetite as an industry is there and, and is growing and growing especially i've noticed in our in our future leaders community the ability to to share what we know with each other and to be able to just go onto a linkedin group and say guys i'm really struggling with xyz can you help me with this have you got any advice or here's some stuff that i found that's been really useful for me that appetite of sharing and and sharing all that best practice with each other is really strong at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it and it works as well. I mean, yeah, we were talking about it earlier, that kind of cognitive diversity point of view. But I mean, even from a collaborative point of view, you look at the aviation sector. You know, they're very open and honest in the, in their accidents and incidents, and they share it with competitors and 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 how they how they resolve that and learn from that, etc. So, you know, and I, and I know um, Gareth, a guy, I, I think, I, I can't remember his surname, er, Evans, I think, you know, he's trying to do some work like that in the construction sector. And, and I kind of see that as well in my day job, you know, at GGF, some of our members are eager to share with each other. You know, safety is not a competitive uh, edge to a business, I don't think. It's, a, it's an edge that everyone should have. It's still an edge. I think if you do it right, it is good business. Um, but it, it's a collaborative edge, I think. And and I think there's enough business out there for everybody. Um, uh, so I think if we work together, we share ideas, we support each other, it's only a good thing. And I, and I always think like, I listened a lot to Gary V, who's not safety in any way, shape or form. If anything, to your, to your previous point, Colin, he's marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and his book, Jab, I haven't read it, uh, ironically, but you know he wrote a book, Jab, Jab, Punch. And when he describes that, he says, you know, the jab is give, it's give, give, ask. So it's give first. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, when we give, give, give and give and we give advice and we give advice all the time, um, eventually there'll be a point where you can ask. You'll mm -hmm. be in a position where you go, Jesus, I need some help uh, and, and you'll get it. Yeah. 100%. You will get it. And I think LinkedIn is an amazing platform for that. You know, maybe sometimes you have to tailor who you follow because uh, some people are a bit a bit not like that, as is everybody. But it's um, I think if you get the right community on LinkedIn, you say ask. Uh, you just ask on there and you will get help 100%. And if you don't, you can always message me and I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bear that in mind, mate. I'll bear that in mind. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's great. 
So, so guys, what um, you know, what are the the sort of three or four things then that uh, you know, that the that the group is is actually looking at then over the next over the next six months to deliver? You talked about the uh, you talked about the the, the sort of the, the seminar um sort of webinars and then what else, what else are you uh, is there any any literature or anything like that you put now what, what, what have you got i think that's that's what we're looking at at the moment i think um for me the the main few things we need to look at in the next few months is is the structure of what we talked about earlier the structure of the actual group um how long people are on it for what are our long-term aims and objectives as a group for the next two three four years and and how is that going to work um, we're continuing to work on webinars on a monthly basis. Um, so the next one is in December, which myself and Jason, one of our other uh, members, will be doing. And then in the new year, I what's think that on? What's that, what's that topic on? That one is looking at finding your perfect health and safety role. So we've got lots of different ideas. Um, I think, from my opinion, I'd like to do it very similar to this. That. We have a couple of people i'd like somebody from possibly a recruitment side of things and, and maybe a hiring manager from business just to help the professionals understand what soft skills they might need what possible applications they need what people out there such as hiring managers are looking for what recruiters are looking for how those have changed over the last few years what things we might see that that recruiters are asking for or hiring managers are asking for in the future um just to give that advice and guidance to people so they're able to to find the perfect role for them. That, that's in December, Philip, is it? It is, yeah, that's in December. So You've I think if you're gonna... well, haven't you? Sorry, I yeah. just thought we better plug Haley's. Uh, Haley's doing one on the 24th of November, um, so people can still register for that now. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Philip. No, fine. It's a it's a it's, it's a webinar on on volunteering uh, in the health and safety community. Um, and that she's got a really good pan. She's going for the panel approach as well. Yep. Uh, so she's got a, a really good panel. I think she's chairing it. Um, and she's got Jonathan Dempsey, the owner and founder and director of um, of Red Laces. She's got Rachel Butler, who's a group HSSQ of uh, De, De Trafford. Uh, I think she was the youngest female, I think, to get chartered. Uh, as well so and i spoke to rachel loads of times i love the way she she looked at things and then you got simon bliss as well the founder of safety for good who simon's doing some some outstanding work in safety and i think i think that's going to be a really really good uh webinar as well um sorry philip carry on no that's perfectly fine i, I don't know why i thought that that was earlier in the month but if it's not happened yet then yeah definitely i'd get yourself registered for that so yeah as i say we're all we're all looking at a, a webinar each month and covering some some big topics and getting some really good people on those obviously as you can hear from what haley has got booked it, it's all really exciting in the new year we're looking at obviously the webinar um and there'll be another webinar in january and then we're looking at the annual conference in february and and how we're going to do that and structure that and getting people on board for that um but i think for the next few months as i said we really need to plan what we're going to be doing in the future how we're going to structure ourselves and making sure we can continue to get this message out there and achieve what we want to achieve right. myself um Sunit and chloe are doing a webinar in january so we, we're gonna we're gonna tag team the january one we we haven't decided on a subject yet 
so any suggestions you can message Colin and, and he'll pass it on to me I'm sure or come find me on LinkedIn uh, but yeah we, we're going to do one in January I think that'll be quite good uh, looking forward to hearing the ideas about that and then like like uh, Philip said you know, we've got February and then our, unfortunately our term comes up in March I believe if I'm right if I remember rightly Philip is it March? Yeah they normally normally start looking for people in that in that sort of March time so I think as I said in the next couple of months we really need to decide on the structure of that because I think as we've said before if all of us leave and then there's a new bunch of people in for long term for me it's just not the right answer i think we really need to break that down and, and gradually change it if people want to leave or if people want to stay to really make sure we get some long-term objectives in there and get those anchored in yeah, yeah definitely uh, good stuff gents just um just finishing off there how, how can people get hold of you guys then if they want to if they want to put some ideas in or they want to uh they just want to find out a little bit more about about it what's the best way you you first phil um, for me, there's two ways. Um, they can either go onto the Future Leaders website um, for IOSH, and there are all our contacts on there and information about who we are, what we do, etc. But for now, the main big thing that we're pushing in the big group is the IOSH um, Future Leaders group on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, majority of people in our profession are on there. Um, you know, it's a massive tool that we're all using nowadays. So we're all on there as on that group together and we're all obviously on LinkedIn as individuals so we're more than happy to be connected to anybody that wants to send us a message send us a link get into the group start asking questions and let's start sharing fantastic and you James what about yourself uh, people can find me on on LinkedIn probably James McPherson um, you'll be able to connect with me and I'll, I'll chat with anyone me um, Otherwise, you can drop me an email at James at Rebranding Safety if you want, and I'll pass everything on. And then all the places that, that Philip has, has mentioned, get yourself in that LinkedIn group. I think that's that's a really powerful tool. It's a you can build a strong community in there, and I think that's what we want to do. Uh, the forum's still there, and the IOSH website as well. Um, and then just yeah, I think uh, I think that is probably the best ways to get hold of us. One hundred percent. That's brilliant. Gents, thank you so much for your time. Really, really had a great chat with you. Thank you very much. Perfect. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast. You can follow and engage on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching the Interesting Health and Safety Community or go to www.influentialmg.com. And remember, let's make health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilised in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Colin Nottage. Mm-hmm.